Welcome to Demystification, a bi-weekly podcast produced by the NC State Graduate School that looks to pull back the curtain on graduate education at NC State and beyond. Join me, Peter Harries, Dean of the Graduate School, as I talk with current graduate students, university administrators, faculty, and alumni about their why, their research, and their own graduate journey. In our next few episodes, we specifically focus on our international student population and how these students have been able to successfully navigate their NC State experience. In this episode, I talk with Brazilian Igor Chardon, a master's student in entomology, about his academic journey. Let's listen in. Igor Chardon, it's a pleasure to be interviewing you today as part of our podcast, Demystification, which is really about exploring people's avenues into graduate school. So before we get started, it'd be great to know a little bit more about yourself, where you come from, you know, how you ended up at NC State, and, you know, whatever else you want to relay about your your path here. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks, Dean. Uh, thanks, Greg and Haley, for inviting me here. Uh, so, uh, I'm Igor Slovakir Chardong. I arrived in Raleigh last year for an internship uh, in the entomology department, uh, working for Dominic Rising. And since then, well, uh, it's been a lot being here. <laughs> and coming from Brazil, uh, where I live for 18, 19 years was a big change and so far I've really enjoyed uh, Raleigh in the US and the first time I came to the US was in 2019 when I lived in Minnesota and I did an internship there in a dairy farm which is com- a common type of internship to do when you study agriculture or agronomy in Brazil and I lived there for 10 months. It was a very challenging moment for me because I was just studying and reading, uh, preparing for tests at, at my university there. And then I had to come here and, uh, in Minnesota and, and work with, with cows uh, all day. So that was very challenging for me. And I got over <laughs> with a lot of, you know, a lot of struggle, but it made me grow a lot. So after this internship, I came back to Brazil, finished my undergraduate in agronomy, and well, I found this internship with here at NC State, and my advisor Dominic Rising, I have to thank him. Um, he offered me to stay for the masters, and uh, I could not say no. I, I'm so pleased to to be here today that's great um you know it sounds like you came here for two internships i'm kind of surprised you came back for another one after working with cows um doesn't sound like that was what was for you Uh, but i'm interested in knowing like how how then did you decide to move into entomology and you know more specifically why did you decide then to pursue a graduate degree so, um, well, the, my goal, I always had a clear goal in my mind that I had to learn English. And the first internship was to actually come to the U.S. So I was put into this situation that I had to learn English. 
and it worked. So when I came back to Brazil, I, I knew that the working with in the dairy farm, working with cows was not the thing that I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So I went back and during my undergrad uh, in Brazil, you have the chance to work in research in labs. And I work in uh, labs with soil biology and also with food science, but I also work with entomology. So and we had a class of entomology in Brazil that was focused on agricultural pests. And working in that lab we researched, then I really enjoyed. And it was, it was what made me uh, pick uh, coming here to graduate school also after the internship. And I think that with graduate school, you can, you can achieve more. You, you can go far. And really, I really think that uh, being at NC State is, is a dream that many people from Brazil have or many people from many countries have. And I was, I was lucky that I had this chance to be here. You know, if you think about, you know, you just started in the spring as a graduate student. So, you know, things are, I imagine, still pretty fresh and you're, you're experiencing a lot over a short amount of time. But, you know, so far, what are the most important things you've learned as a graduate student? Well, I've been learning a lot how to, <laughs> how to manage my time. <laughs> and in Brazil, and I believe in... All the countries from South America, we have this habit of getting to appointments 10 minutes late as a regular regular thing. <laughs> and uh, so I've been changing that. Uh, I've been using a lot of Google Calendar. <laughs> and uh, also that helps me uh, finding balance between my uh, my professional life and uh, as graduate student and uh also my, my personal life and enjoying and going out and um, playing volleyball that I've been playing a lot since I arrived here last year. Um, so, yes, I've been learning mostly how to manage my time better. Okay. So, so mm -hmm. you know, in terms of, of you adapting to, well, not only the U.S. academic climate and so on, but what's been the most challenging sort of intellectually in making the transition from being an undergrad to being a graduate student? Mm -hmm. So uh, in my undergrad, after I came back from the U.S. that time in, from Minnesota, the COVID hit, and I never had classes in person since then. So this year, having classes in person again, it's, it's, it's very nice. I enjoy that a lot. But... What has been most challenging is the is my research project, and it's something that I've never done one myself and experiment in the field that I have to plan. Uh, I have to I have to be the leader. I have to make the decisions. I have to uh, organize everything I need, and my research in entomology is uh, if with agricultural pests and we do those experiments in the summer so if we fail in something we lose the summer so we don't have if we don't have data it's it's mostly the whole year we we lost the chance to get data so 
I have to make sure that everything is is right and correct, and and that has been that has been very challenging. Yeah, you you brought up your research. So could you tell us a little bit more specifically about you know what you're focusing on and why that matters? So my research is about uh, defoliation thresholds in soybean. So insects will feed on leaves of soybean, and sometimes their feeding uh, can reduce the yield of soybean. Um, so we are investigating at what point that yield will be lower by the insects feeding the leaves. And if farmers have to treat it, so usually spraying pesticides, uh, they might wait longer to spray pesticides. Or sometimes the infestation can, can, uh, can be lower than we expect. So uh, sometimes they, they think that uh, they come to the field they see the soybean leaves like being damaged or injured by insects, and they think that it's gonna uh, lower their, their yield. But sometimes it, it, it does not. But it, it does seem that it will. So they ended up spraying pesticides to control it. Uh, so we are investigating uh, when, in fact, the this defoliation will lower the yield significantly. And in terms of soybeans, I don't know a lot about them, I'll, I'll confess. Like, when are they at a point where, you know, that infestation becomes important? Because you talked about how everything has to basically be planned for the summer. So I'm assuming that's summer months where the concern is the greatest. Yeah. Um, so there are many, there are many pests, um, soybeans. Uh, so some of them will, will feed on the leaves. Some of them will feed on the pods. And... Well, some some studies uh, were made in Georgia, in Virginia, in, in states, uh, neighbor states, and they have different thresholds from here. So they say that the farmer have to uh, has to treat the soybean plants or spray pesticide to control the infestation. When when they go to the fields and they they see uh, that the plant, the plants, they pick leaves randomly, and and they uh, they conclude that the defoliation is thirty uh, percent usually. So if if it is thirty percent, they have to spray to control that. But in here, they're a little lower than that, uh, this threshold. So it it means that farmers might be uh, spraying pesticides without need so they they might wait longer to spray and also you know they, they might just not spray the infestation can can uh, go lower uh, because of other factors like environment and etc Can you talk a little bit more? I mean, you've mentioned it somewhat um, already, but a little bit more about the, your transition from Brazil to the U.S. I guess, you know, you've done it twice now, so so you have quite a bit of experience. And and related to that, like, what would you tell other international students about, you know, what they can expect and, you know, how you navigate those differences? Mm-hmm. So I'll... Um my transition that time that I came to Minnesota, uh, it, w- it was it was tough because it was different than here. I I was starting to learn English that time, and and so I also had to 
work more, as I mentioned before. It was, it was completely different. So, but it made it easier for, for this time that I came last year. So, uh, I already knew English. I could uh, contact people. I could talk to people. Uh, I could make friends easy. And uh, I think that was, uh, that was a hard thing for me, actually. Even though I knew English, just because people are just so different uh, from Brazil to compared to here, uh, it, it was hard to actually like m make friendships. And even though I tried, I, I, I speak, uh, I went to social events, I, I, I gave my best, and it was it was not it was not that easy to 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 find friends like I had in Brazil. And so the advice is that. Uh, yeah, come prepared to, to you know what you're signing up for, and I was prepared language language wise, and I also worked with entomology in Brazil, so I professionally I was ready for it, but I will say that we are far from home, um, we are far from family and friends, so. Uh, we have to keep in mind that you, 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 we can find people from our countries here too. Uh, and that's the first thing that happened is that we, we look for people that we can relate easier just because they're from the same country as us. And Has that gotten easier? I mean, have you made friends who aren't Brazilian now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, many. And one thing that, ha that helped me a lot was the the beach volleyball team of the university. Uh, I arrived here last year and I started playing beach volleyball and I, I got into the team and it was, it was really was very, it was one of the best things I did to, to meet people because volleyball is such a nice sport to meet a lot of people and, and make friends. So yeah, that helped me a lot. So one of the, you know, one of the, the elements of being a grad student, I think even if you're from the U.S., is how you create a sense of community. So how did you do that? Oh, yeah. The lab supported me a lot. I mean, there's not a lot of people in the lab. We are in uh, four students in the grad school and one intern now. But they, they, they were always very supportive. One of them is from Brazil, too. So when I arrived, we... I mean, we, we became very close friends. Okay, thinking about all your experiences that you've had as a student, both in Brazil, your internships in the U.S., and now your role as a graduate student in the entomology program, what would you tell your younger self based on, you know, what you've learned through your life, and, and especially with respect to graduate school that, you know, you wouldn't have understood it all as, as, you know, Igor at 15. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well, I think when I was in undergrad, I, I, um, I tried to do so much, uh, and I stressed a lot about it, a lot. So I'll, I'll tell my younger self to, to, don't stress too much and be more patient uh, because 
yeah, I was so eager to do so many things at the same time <laughs> that it got me so stressed. So I'll say, you know, take your time, go slow. Uh, everything will be all right. <laughs> okay, Igor, I really want to thank you again for taking the time today to be part of this podcast. And, you know, all the best as you move forward in your master's program. And hopefully you'll consider a PhD. <laughs> Thanks, Dean. I really appreciate the opportunity. We hope you've enjoyed these specific episodes focused on our international graduate student population here at NC State. Please continue to tune in as we bring you the unique stories of our graduate students and those that have successfully navigated graduate school. Be well.